five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, let's dig in. First, I want to start with something, uh, you know, a little fun, right? Let's get over here and talk to Ryan Reynolds about what's going on in the world. Ryan Reynolds, new owner of Mint Mobile. Uh, a few weeks ago, we were in the middle of shooting an epic first commercial. Let's take a look. Introducing. That's as far as we got before. So instead of using the magic of film, I'm going to use the magic of slides. Um, let's go to screen share. Okay. Nope, that's not it. Here we go. <laughs> Mint Mobile is premium wireless service that you can get for just $15 a month. That's the Mint Fox. Still not sure about him. That's right. You can save hundreds of dollars a year, according to math. According to math. I know it's hard to believe, but so are the plots of like 60% of my films. Pretty sure this guy would approve. And because he's public domain, we can say that without any fear of legal action. Every presentation needs next steps. Um, here are mine. The next slide is a thank you slide with a mint field background. There are actually like 45 more. And here's a puppy. We just, I just thought she was cute. Let's see what else we got here. You are a total. Nope. I am so so the stuff. proud of you. Hey, mommy. Gosh. <laughs> Which just goes to show you, you can put up anything you want. <laughs> okay, well, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. So now I've got another really interesting story. I don't know what quite to make of this. I think it went on a little, Mark, I think it went on a little too much detail here. And this is a really great picture. This caught my attention with a lady with a bright red apple and a big butcher knife behind her back. Anyway, it turns out that there's a network of largely women-owned small businesses who do fancy uh, letterpress embossed um, greeting cards, like custom. Very, very ornate, and they do it as a small business. And there's about 250 of them. And then there's this big women-owned corporation, uh, Ivy League educated, all this stuff. Uh, the CEO of Paper Source, an accomplished woman with Ivy League. I think that's a that's an epithet. That's a, a derogatory term. Uh, credentials and board-level corporate experience in high fashion and retailing. Okay, well this is where the thing goes wrong. So what happened is Paper Source placed lots of big orders with these greeting card people who are just about on the verge of going out of business because they, uh, you know, from the pandemic, they didn't have a way to market. They were marketing through this retailer. I hope they, I hope as part of the pandemic, they found other sources, you know, to market to because, you know, people are looking for this stuff. People were, I'm sending out cards now. I don't know if you got one of them, but yes, I am. And uh, so if you had an alternative source, you could keep in business. If you were going through the paper source, they weren't placing any orders because they had just bought 30 stores that were all shut down because of the lockdowns. So anyway, they placed big orders, paper source did, and everybody was cheering because, you know, happy days are here again. 
and then they declared bankruptcy and sold them that eh, you might get 20 cents on the dollar now this is actually quite a common thing in retail uh, this is the way retailers operate for example if you remember the days when when uh, Sears was bought by Walmart no by uh, Kmart and what had happened before that was that Kmart declared bankruptcy and said that they were going to uh, pay the retailers 20 cents on the dollar or 10 cents on the dollar and when retailers big retailers got in trouble they would just keep the inventory and they would uh, rip off the merchants and uh, the reason I know that is because I went to work for Chicago Cutlery for a while owned by General Housewares and they told me that story and they said this happens all the time and federated department stores had done the same thing 10 years earlier it's a common practice with big retailers basically place big orders keep the merchandise and then don't pay and because they represent a huge piece of your business you can't afford to go go around them and so uh and so chicago cutlery hired me to build a chef's catalog where they could sell their products direct to consumers. They they were stomping an 800 number on the bottom of their frying pans. Um, they had a Calphalon-like uh, pan line. And I always forget the name of theirs, though. Anyway, they were doing $100,000 a month, just people just seeing the 800 number and saying, what else can I order from you guys? Um, that way they didn't scare the retailers. Well, we figured out a way that they could not scare the retailers. Pattern up for Sears, who had given 10% of the retail uh, sales dollar, no, 10% of, the, of the, the direct sales dollar, right back to the retail stores. So when Sears pulled the plug because the catalog wasn't profitable, well, it wasn't profitable because 10% of its profits were going directly back to the stores. That was the only reason. It was an on-paper loss, and the stores loved it. It was keeping the stores in business. Never mind. Anyway, so this is a really common thing. But the principle is, just because you want to do business with men doesn't mean that every man is going to be on the up and up, and vice versa. Okay? It's not about the gender that makes things work smoothly. It's about the ethics and Make sure you know who you're doing business with. That's just a principle uh, of life. Okay, now let's go over here to, this is a really good article by Polly Wong. And Polly is the managing partner of uh, Bellardi Wong. I've met Donna Bellardi a number of times, like at Namoa, but I've never met Polly, I don't think. But anyway, really great article. I really like it. It says, a lot of direct consumers, that's what we're talking about, a lot of merchants decided to go direct to consumer because of these issues in retail. Okay? Makes perfect sense. Now you know why. Okay? And, and they went to platforms like Facebook. And Facebook made it easy with robust identity data and a seamless way to reach lookalike audiences with self-serve automated tools. But there is a limit to how large a company can grow through Facebook alone. Every brand will hit a point of diminishing returns. This is a really great point. And it doesn't matter which, you know, what medium you're using. You know, it could be TV, it could be radio. Um, uh, this, the chocolate dip strawberries grew largely through um, advertising on talk radio. You know, and it was really interesting because I was, I was thinking about renting the list I forget which client it was for, but the list broker said, nobody nobody rents this list. I said, why not? And they said, because it's a, 
It's a one-time purchase. People purchase it as a novelty. And uh, interestingly, no one, no one repeat buys. And so, and, and it's not a direct mail buyer per se, it's radio generated. And so it just doesn't, it, it, no, you know, and, he, and the broker said, and everybody who tests it doesn't come back. So it's just not a great sustainable list. Well, it's because they only mailed radio and they were content to get new buyers all the time and they were growing like crazy. I don't know if they even still exist. But it's not sustainable. One medium alone is not sustainable. It just doesn't work, okay? And, and you might even say that with mail, although in mail's case, uh, you know, you can tune it pretty well and, and you can be pretty sustainable. But I'm not saying that's the only thing you should be testing. For heaven's sakes, no. And also, mail inherently drives traffic to the web. Most mail order companies now also take orders on the online or over the phone and some but there are some that still get a, a huge percentage uh 20 plus coming back in the mail believe it or not I, I know you don't believe it but that's okay i can tell you it's true okay so uh having reached the point of diminishing returns you might want to look at other channels tv uh over the top it's something like that on the top of the TV or something. It means that that you can actually track it a little better. Uh, podcasts, social platforms, performance-oriented digital display, and native. Okay, so anyway, direct mail belongs on that list. I would say direct mail belongs at the very top of that list. The first thing you should be testing is that. And um, because it's the most scalable, I think, it's the most easily scaled with marketing information plugged in okay beyond facebook okay this was interesting learned this little overlap with facebook i don't know why that is you know maybe i mean i'm on both um not as much on facebook as i used to be um and we've gone basically to building our own community um sharing pictures over encrypted media rather than posting them to Facebook as a family. So that, that was how we used it for years. Okay, high-value consumers that can be targeted with greater precision based on a wider variety of signals. That was one of the other interesting points in this article. You can combine data sets that are generally unavailable through Facebook, such as transaction-level data. So I'm working with a website right now that's outdoor-oriented, and we can actually get a very tight select people who've actually bought it's actually hunting licenses and are matched with purchasing in uh remote buying situations i'll call it that pretty calls it direct response but it's the most indirect way to buy something you don't see it. You don't see your payment. It's just all indirect. But anyway, we'll call it remote buying. So we can see that these individuals buy through, say, a Cabela's or a or a Bass Pro Shop or a or a Sportsman's Guide. So we can get shopping behavior. We can even get styles. You know, we can say, did they buy fishing or hunting or apparel or what do they buy? And so, and here's another really great point. From Polly, Facebook includes both customers and prospects, and so people conclude that their return on ad spend is effective. 
But what's really going on is that Facebook is largely driven by I don't know how I don't know how Polly knows this, but it really good by existing customers that already know the brand. In other words, you're advertising, you're going along on Facebook, you're just cannibalizing your own customers. You might be better off mailing them, getting them off the Facebook. Why pay Facebook for somebody that you already have have control of or have a relationship with? Okay, so when you start analyzing that, the return on ad spend is often greater or higher for direct mail. Especially the especially big problem is if all you're doing to reactivate customers is is advertising on Facebook, you're putting yourself on the same level as other Facebook advertisers. There's no differentiation there. You're not doing anything for your for your customers. Whereas with mail, you can target and you can have special offers. You can have more targeted, more personalized offers for just your customers. And you can also do higher uh, introductory offers for your non-customers and you can keep those separate, which is very difficult with Facebook. I'm not saying it's impossible. There's ways you can give Facebook an advertise an, or an address list and let them do some kind of those things. Direct mail is also an agile medium. I don't know if that I understand that. It does take a lot longer, but you can segment better. And and it also has, according to me, a baked in um, a baked in label data sets for AI and machine learning. And there's a lot of that in the direct mail industry. So Polly, I want to thank you for that article. That was really great. Have a nice day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Hey Peggy. Hey Style Consultant. Oh. Oh, I let you off the hook. Tomorrow, tomorrow we're having our, our monthly meetup with the WDMA, and I almost forgot to promote it. There's still room. Um, there really isn't, but there is because we got the official Zoom from Andrew Ettinger. And I saw that David Rosendahl, who's got a big print uh, a sort of association group on LinkedIn, is registered. So that's exciting if you want to meet David. Uh, be sure to come over, and um, you can. But you can still register. It's at 2 p.m. tomorrow, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Bye bye.